0: Don't ask me to talk. Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me To Talk. Now, here's your
1: host, Stacy Heller.
0: Welcome. Just moments ago, I was talking with my guest. Annie Heller. Welcome, Annie. Hi. Yes. And um, I was talking about how for Christmas, maybe I was going to ask for some recording equipment, but I really don't need that. And I was saying, I don't really need it because I'm not going to, like, drop an LP or something. And then we were joking. And then Eric, that that funny, quiet, quippy guy, (laughs) said that my rapper name could be Little Damped. You know, for Don't Ask Me to Talk. It's brilliant.
1: Well, you said you could be a SoundCloud rapper. I... So I was just
0: <laughs> trying to think
1: a SoundCloud rapper name. Right? A little, little Damped would be good.
0: It's kind of amazing. You drop that hot track, <laughs> Heller High Water. Yes. Oh, my gosh. You've been listening <laughs> Debut, to my show. Single. Oh, wait. You're held captive. You have to listen <laughs> to my show. <laughs> well, that makes one listener. Actually, four, because usually my mom and Diane and Lee are listening to the show. Um, Okay. By the way, we'd love to hear from you. So if you want to call in, you can call the studio at 425-373-5527. And um, we'd love to chat with you. In the meantime, as I said, I'm here with Annie, which I am so excited about. Annie is a teacher and so normally is
1: teaching around this time, but because it's the break... Here she is. Yeah, thank goodness. I honestly, the other day, I almost, uh, on Monday, I like started crying because I didn't have work. (laughs) I was so excited. Huh.
0: (laughs) These are your teachers, people. (laughs) So Annie is a teacher. She's a high school special ed teacher. And we're going to talk about that uh, later. But I also want to say that Annie is probably my personal best teacher. For many reasons. Okay, she's acting all cocky now. Um, <laughs> one, she's our oldest, so she taught me how to be a mom. So there's that. Um, you also have taught me how not to be a mom. Fair. <laughs> <Okay>. That's ongoing. <laughs> um, you've taught me about things like feminism and inclusion and diversity, and you've taught me about plants. Yes. <laughs> and you've just, you've taught me so many things, and... For that, I'm grateful. Thank you. I feel like it's really important to learn from your kids. Yeah. And um, in fact, so I always have my Staceyism, and my Staceyism is one that you taught me early on. Um, in kindergarten, you had, you're laughing because you know this story. Um, you had Mrs. Hen as a teacher, and she was your kindergarten teacher, and she was much maligned at the school. She had been like a fifth grade teacher and then she got demoted to whatever. And then she became a kindergarten teacher basically before they were going to have her not teach anymore. And all of the moms would get together and they would all talk about how, you know, Mrs. Hen's the worst and our kids are going to be behind. And they would have all these conversations. And meanwhile, you trotted off to school for kindergarten, very happy. You would come home and talk about Mrs. Hen wore a dress today and <laughs> she looked so beautiful. And you learned to read, and, you know, kindergarten was everything that you needed it to be. And I learned something from that. I learned that you need to take your cues from your kids, especially around that age, because kids haven't really been taught to, like, lie about stuff yet. And they're a great judge of character, kids and animals.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Right? I mean, you had a great year, and I stayed pretty quiet about it, and yes, there were some points that parents were absolutely right about, and there was that, but you had a great experience, and I tried not to cloud that experience, and the only thing that I did is, um, like so many schools do, you could write a letter at the end of the year to talk about what you think that your kid could benefit from, and you weren't allowed to mention any names or anything, and all I said is that um, you would benefit from... A teacher that perhaps had things more in
1: control. Fair enough. Yeah, I really, I stick by that. I really like routine. So, yeah.
0: And, you know, but other than that, you really, you, you had a really great kindergarten year. Yeah. So that's the Staceyism of the week. Take cues from your kids, especially when they're younger. And if you take cues from your kids, then they'll actually share things with you as they get older because you've listened to them.
1: Yes. That's super important.
0: Like I like, it.
1: Yeah. I even think about, um, like, I see a lot of things online. I think I saw something most recently where um, there was a dad whose son wanted to dress up um, as Elsa and go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I, but I saw this video and he was like, my son wants to dress up as Elsa. So I was like, there's no way you're doing that without me. And like, <laughs> <laughs> fully, like, dressed up. like I think that's so great. You know, like he's taking, he's not like, like you said, like taking cues, like he's not being like, uh, okay. If you want to. And then being like, yeah, kids, you know, like pointing, laughing at his own, you know, because right. that, that happens. Right. Um, he's instead like, let's do this you right. know like that's super cool I think it's so I think that there's a lot to learn from taking cues from yeah mm-hmm. it's very important excellent see
0: I love these stasisms because usually my guest is like in agreement <laughs> <laughs> so <All right>. anything <laughs> where people are in agreement yeah um, so speaking of learning lessons I learned a big lesson this week so I posted something on my Facebook page, which these days generally is a little tricky. And um, it was a journal entry that a friend had written about their experience with COVID and how um, they are fortunate enough that in getting it, they obviously had to quarantine for the requisite amount of time. Uh, But they didn't have a lot of the symptoms and things that have plagued so many other people. So they had a dare I say it, a fairly decent experience with COVID. And they have some anxiety, and normally this could be something that would um, trigger a whole bunch of worry. And so the reflection that they wrote in it, they personified COVID, and they named their COVID Tabitha. And I thought it was, I still think it's a really great piece and a reflection about this idea of naming things, I mean, you know, I name, I mean, our kitchen stool. we used to name it Hank, because then we would say, "hank you." Yeah. And I'm big on naming things because if you name the things that you're afraid of and you work to get to know them, then they're less scary. And so I loved that aspect of it. I didn't take into account the bigger picture of the post and the fact that, a, we're still very much in this. And so it's a triggering point for a lot of people who have lost loved ones and they've lost their livelihoods and everything's at a standstill. And it's I mean, it's political. It's everything. So I I didn't put enough context. And when I had shared what I did and the backlash that I got, I was talking with Will and Grace on speaker. And Will had the point of, well, you didn't provide any context. And out of context. Yeah, this is rough anyway. So I posted my first – so I deleted that because I don't want to upset people. And then I posted my first mea culpa. It felt really good. good. It's it's a learning experience. I I didn't think about what I said. And we're living in a cancel culture where, you know, sometimes you say things because you just – you don't think. Or sometimes maybe you're from a generation where – the things that you said when you were younger were okay, but now we know better, so we do better. Um, or sometimes you don't provide the context or, you know, whatever it is. And so it gave me an opportunity to explain. And I still think that it was a great piece, but I was able to clarify what it was that spoke to me. And I, as I said in my post, I don't want to be a lightning rod for upset for anyone. Right, That is not my goal. So it was a... um it was good. I suspect that it will not be my last Mia culpa.
1: <laughs> now you know how to write it, though. <laughs> and cancel culture is problematic in general because it doesn't give the opportunity for people to learn and grow from the mistakes that they make because we all do make them. So I think cancel culture is very problematic for that. So um, I'm glad that, and I read it, of course. Um, and I think you explained very well what the... Um, like what spoke to you and what you were not meaning to say. I just, you know, I think that definitely out of context and it it's a little
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and I know that now. Yeah. I tend to be um a little rash. <laughs> yeah, it's something. It's one of my better traits. <laughs> um and um and I I do think that having the opportunity and the thing that I learned is that if you take the opportunity, people are actually willing to give you that opportunity. Definitely. So the response that I got was, you know, it's humbling to write something like that and say, I am so sorry. Let me explain what I meant and what I didn't mean and, you know, apologize to anyone that I hurt. So that's humbling enough. But then to have the response of support that I got from people saying, even the people specifically that I had hurt, for them to say, totally know your heart and know that that's not who you are or what you're about, but um, but appreciate it. It's still really raw. So anyway, I'm going on my world tour of apologies. <laughs> it's very short. It's Facebook in here. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, you know, when I become like Oprah, I'm going to have a lot more stops. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> um, so speaking of COVID and the pandemic, so many of us are going to be missing our family this year. Um, besides those of us who have lost family members, there are also a ton of us who, in an effort to keep safe and keep them safe, we don't get to spend time with our parents, our grandparents, you know, whomever it is. And I, I'm sad about it. I mean, we're all sad about it. Um, however it's the best thing to do right now. And so even though it breaks my heart, mom was supposed to come here for the holidays and she's not going to be here, um, which is totally a bummer. I mean, we'll go through less scotch, but we'll go through more <laughs> gin. So,
1: <laughs> you know. I'll drink some for her.
0: <laughs> but you're not a scotch drinker.
1: I could be. Oh. I could make that happen. I don't know. Okay. Given the right context, maybe maybe not just with water mixed in. <laughs> um <laughs> And when you say water, you mean a splash of water. Yes, right. Um, then I would definitely, I could, I, could, I could do that. I know that Mimi's whole thing was that, like, you should learn to drink like, yes. it's straight, you know? Like, I, I know that. But I don't know about that. I don't well, know if I could do
0: that. <laughs> her, father, her father taught her that if she was going to drink, she should drink hard alcohol because then you feel it and it doesn't sneak up on you. Yes. And so then
1: you know when you've had too much. Which I've definitely held on to that. Like, I definitely, I think that's smart. Like, I drink that when I'm out. But, like, if I'm home, I don't. I don't like drinking. Well, and here's the problem. Like, at a certain
0: point, I don't know, like, when you're 80, like, mom. Sure. Like, have you had enough? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, it's just a theoretical question. I'm asking for a friend. Um. So, speaking of mom, hi, mom. Hi, Lee. Hi, Diane. Uh, I sent them presents. So I sent mom presents, which I'm not going to tell her what they are. Hello. Um, She's going to have to wait. But I sent them uh, presents. I sent them hand warmers so that when they get together for their little outdoor shindigs, they can take those hand warmers, you know, that you (laughs) use at, like, games and stuff. Like the shaky ones. Yeah. yeah. And they can shove them in their, like, pant legs and their shirt and their mittens and wherever. And um, so I sent a big box of them. Oh, nice. And then I also sent... Um, I did not get them the body bags that I have talked about, um, the sleeping bag, body bag things. That just seems bad. So instead, I got them uh, blankets that are like sleeping bag materials, so that if they're outside sitting there, then they have a warm blanket. That's smart. I like that.
1: Right? Does it have sleeves? No, it's just oh, a blanket. Okay. It would have been smart, like a, you know, uh, a... Snuggie thing? Yeah, like a Snuggie, but like made out of... Yeah. yeah, yeah. An invention. I come up with these all the time. It's trademarked. i got to write them down.
0: Yeah, you do. Um, Well, you know, today I got a text from Stacy saying that I need to start, we need to start an idea factory. So. I'm here. Come into the factory. All right. (laughs) And uh, the other thing that um, I wanted to show mom, and I forgot to take a picture. So I went to a friend's house this week, Jane's house, and she set up this, I don't know how to describe it. She basically has sort of tented in her patio and created a space that she can have like two, maybe three friends and you can sit at the four corners and she has lighting and the tent for wind and the heater and the whole thing and it was awesome.
1: Sort and of it, like a restaurant, like a patio. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Totally. And it made me think of mom And but that is going to require a lot of setup and yeah, it's extra. she's not going to do that. Right. Um So anyway, and um, so anyway, Merry Christmas to Lee and and Diane and Mom. Obviously, I'll I'll talk with you. Um, The other moment this week that is worth mentioning is I went out to dinner with Stacy and Dave. We went to Spark Pizza in your. I was in your neighborhood again. Oh my gosh! Actually, is that good?
1: Yes. Okay, because I can walk to it.
0: (laughs) Okay, it's very good. All right, (laughs) not a sponsor would be happy to be a sponsor. Uh, um, same, because I live right there. <laughs> yep. Hey, Spark Pizza, listen to this. I don't do anything, but sponsor me. <laughs> sponsor my mom. Yeah, all right. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay. So anyway, went there, and um, pizza was great. They had an amazing flatbread, the whole thing. And they had some decent cocktails. Um, Dave got a gimlet. Stacy can't drink gin. It makes her snot cry. Yep, I just doubted you, Stacy. And um, I, of course, was like, well, if you can have a Gimlet, I can have a gin and tonic. I order a gin and tonic. And the waiter said, and I quote, we don't have tonic.
1: Excuse me.
0: <laughs> so Stacey and Dave, who are the ones that introduced me to radio and podcast and everything, so they're used to me talking. They said I was quiet for, like, a full 30 seconds. Like, I was so shook. I didn't know what to do. I felt like mom when we went to a restaurant once and they said they didn't have doors and she was ready to leave. <laughs> like, I was sort of like, do I leave? That seems awkward. <laughs> so, so it took me a long time to put my head around the fact that they didn't have tonic. How do you not have tonic, though? I don't know. I don't know. But it really shook me. Do they and have sparkling water? That sounds disgusting. Well, but, but, no, no. but that's then, like, club soda. Tonic has like a, a sugar yeah, yeah, to yeah. it. I don't know. That's pretty weird. I don't know. But anyway, I had a margarita. Oh, all right. It was like,
1: <laughs> hard left. Full 360. <laughs> in the... All right, all right. Yeah. I, I panicked. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> you panicked and I, got a margarita. All I, right.
0: I literally panicked because I was like, I don't know what to do. All right. Because I would have ordered a vodka tonic, but the key ingredient wasn't there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that happened. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and then on a less exciting note, but exciting for me, I was telling Annie on the way here, this week and sort of last week, I've been learning to cry. I have been learning to get in touch with emotion. My goal for 2021, and I don't believe in resolutions and all that kind of stuff, because if you paint a line in the sand, you just want to cross it. Um, however, that said... I have a goal, and that was to get, and that is to get more in touch with feelings. I can talk about my thoughts, but can I talk about my feelings? So, stay tuned, folks, because it is going to be a bumpy ride if I start talking about my feelings too. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it'll be fine. Don't worry about it, Andy. Oh gosh, fun. <laughs> All I know is this morning when I hugged Grace, I started to cry. And it was like a social experiment then. So then I had to hug Will to see what would happen, and I started to cry. And then I had to call Charlie downstairs, and he was the easiest one to get to hug me. I was like, "Hey, hug me," and he said, "Okay," and he did, and I cried.
1: Full disclosure: she has not hugged me yet. Um. We were in the car. Yeah. No, oh. I know. I'm saying like, but just don't hug me during this. Wait for the next. Uh, okay. Bit. <laughs> I'll wear my mask. <laughs> You're
0: so welcoming. I know. <laughs> now I really want to hug you. Oh,
1: gosh, no. OK. Well, right. that, we
0: need like 30 <laughs> seconds for me to recover. So we're going to take a really short break. And then we're going to come back and talk with Annie. Stacey Heller of Stacey Connects likes doing two things, talking and connecting people with their potential. If you'd like to talk about your potential with Stacey, contact her at stacey at staceyconnects.com. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. So what's funny about that little ad is that I did that ad kind of as a joke. You can hear me if you listen to it like laughing at the end. So I really need to work on a new ad that actually talks about my
1: business and what I do and how I'm so amazing. Yes. You need to make it more serious because you, what you do is very serious. Like you have, like this is a serious business. Like you do a lot of good things for a lot of people. I've, yeah, I've seen it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> and, um, but for anybody that knows you, you can hear I see your You're like, <laughs> I can hear it in your voice, you know, but uh-huh. I'm like... Don't sell your show of short, kid.
0: Oh, <laughs> this is why she's a teacher. Okay, so let's stop talking about me. Let's talk about Annie. So, as I said, Annie is a Gonzaga grad. Go Bulldogs. Go and she is a teacher. She teaches high school. She teaches special education at the high school level. Yes, I do. And even though this episode I want to talk a lot about the holidays and and traditions and stuff, I can't not take a moment to talk about teaching during a pandemic. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it is my civic duty. (laughs) So talk to me about what this has been like, you know, from last year when this suddenly happened and the rug got pulled out from under you and then what expectations were over the summer and then, you know.
1: Yeah. So this school basically, for lack of a better way to say it, I guess, ended in like March, mm-hmm. um, as we all know, when most people's jobs kind of shut down. And, you know, then the months that followed were bad for a lot of people, I can just assume it was just it was bad so um mid-march is when that happened for us too um they closed the school we were supposed to come back april something like they gave us a date um and my kids didn't really understand they were all like okay see you tomorrow and i was like "Okay." (laughs) like i like what do you you know like i just got through with telling them that i won't see them until april and then they were like see you tomorrow and i was like yeah you know
0: They just didn't understand. It just didn't click. Well, and the kids, just to give people some context, the kids that are in your classroom, they really
1: vary in terms of what their needs are, in terms of development. So intellectual and developmental disabilities is mostly um, population. Yes. But, um, yes. So basically from March until the end of the school year, um, it was not good. Um, (laughs) We held like, live meetings maybe once or twice a week um as a full group I met with a lot of my students actually though um like I had a lot of like one-on-one meetings throughout the week with my um I remember that yeah with my students because they loved that yeah because they wanted to (laughs) I offered it and some people took it some people didn't but I had a lot of standing appointments um and we would just talk like socially because you know I could give them all the work online like they were able to do it they would do what they could or not you know whatever um but what they were really missing was that social aspect. Mm-hmm. So I um, kind of did it to provide that and to provide help with whatever I get gave to them. Sure. Um, what was tough was I did it all from home. So um, what I wish I could have done is gone to the school and um, like sent them things. Like I wanted to mail them things, you know, but they were really iffy on the rules about that mm-hmm. or deliver things even. So but again, all the rules were very iffy because right. we, we were didn't know if it was early like, in the pandemic. Right. Right. So um so that was kind of a bummer. So basically March to June was just like it was just bad, you know, it was bad for everybody. Um, but it was really bad. I felt really bummed. Honestly, as a teacher, I felt like I was not doing anything. And it's like but I would be on my computer from what, seven thirty to four thirty or something. Mm-hmm. Like or past my contract time, you know, whatever. My contract time is like 3.30 or something.
0: Right, which, by the way, like, <laughs> as a parent of a teacher, um, one of the memes that came out um with the pandemic really struck me. The one about, you know, um, can I – I want to call my child out, like, for the rest of the school year and have them do remote learning. And it was like, sure, what grade is your child in? And it was like, no, they're a teacher. Like, that's how I feel about you. And, like, when you bring up the whole contract thing, I'm like – I have not met a teacher who has ever followed, like, the hours of their contract. No. But, no so terrible. I just want to say shout out there. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, definitely. We all pretty much stay. And I tried to kind of have my boundaries. But my boundaries don't include, like, ending at a certain time. They <laughs> include not bringing my work home. So, like, I'll stay at work until, like, 530. <laughs> right. And <laughs> then I'll be like, oh, now I can go home because I'm done. You know? So, it's not even like I'm like, OK, three o'clock, I'm done. You know, it's it's literally like, all right. right. Yeah. So um, it was a bummer, basically. And then in August, we had we went through a bunch of like trainings and whatever. So the summer I just tried to like not think about it. But um, August, we came back and um, did a bunch of trainings and they were like, here's how you can do it. Here's some ideas. And we were like, OK. And then <laughs> they were like, all right, here, like, so not try it a lot of...
0: No. Like, ideas, but not either real specific guidelines
1: or... No. You they, know. like, told us that they told us that we needed to be live for, like, most of the day, but, like, we had no idea what that looked like, and especially with... Like, it was exhausting, you know? Like, it's it's tiring. Like, I'm sure you know with Charlie, even, like, it's tiring. Um, that It's uh, Zoom fatigue, computer fatigue. is a real thing. Oh, it's totally a real thing. It's a real thing. So, I... Like, I felt for our students. So um, September was fine. We did it online. We did it. I went to school every day, and so I had a whiteboard behind me. Um, and so I went in every day, and, well, like, I your did kids it. kids
0: didn't have to see. I mean, that's the <laughs> other thing. Like, Annie is
1: a newer teacher, so yeah. she's not
0: in, like, her home or a home office. She's in a two-bedroom apartment living with another teacher who's teaching like, little kids. two feet away from me. Right. Yeah. And so
1: it's like, hey, kids, like, Like, here's my bed. Like, that's weird. Like, get away from me. No. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, that was not ideal. So I would go into school. It also kind of helped with my routine. Um, I really like routines. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that helped a lot. Keep me sane. Um, Yeah. But online, was it was brutal, though. It was really brutal. Um, But then they told us that we were going to go in person. With how many days notice? Uh, Like a week, maybe. They give us like a week. And then the night... Before we were supposed to go in person, they were like, "Mm, never mind. We were like, oh, my gosh. okay." so what do we do tomorrow? They're like, just teach remote. And I was like, I don't have anything for remote because you told me to switch my whole thing Mm -hmm. to in person. So we got so at like 5 p.m., we heard that we were supposed to switch back to remote. So and it's
0: not as easy as people like teaching in person with kids versus remote like if you're anticipating that you know they're not going to be like holding hands and like you know doing activities like that but if you're expecting that you can interact you can hand out things you can have like tactile things all these like to suddenly switch on you it's not like
1: oh we'll just now do this lesson like well that also yes that also like some some of that stuff like in person I feel like I can fill in more time with like more social things you know like with on like so I can even if I have like in the mornings, for instance, I go into school and I there are some things that I. I've like kind of spread out my routine, so I'm, I am open the windows so that we can it's freezing in there <laughs> because I have the windows open. because I need to get you hand warmers <laughs> because, you know, covid. So we right. have the windows open um, and we all have our masks on. Every single one of us keeps our coat on. <laughs> so I have a coat on and I have a lab coat on because, you know. My clothes and I'll be touching people and, you know, whatever. So um, I we all have our coats on, but I used to open the windows before the kids would come in. But um, to kind of get them to calm down and to kind of give them a routine, too, I would be like, OK, like so one of my students, their job is to open the windows and one of my students, their job is to like wipe down something, you know, whatever like the handles the or, or yeah, whatever. Thing. Or um, And then one of their jobs is to like something else, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So like uh, to, to turn on the fans. So I'd be like, OK, you do this, you do this and you do this. And so then we're all getting ready together um, and it feels good.
0: Well, and, it, and it's showing them that they can contribute. Yep. It's showing them that um, even if it's in a subtle way, how they can help with COVID and making sure that they're being sanitary and they're being like aware of this yes. and like any opportunity to bring. Kids in to understand at the level that they can handle,
1: yeah, is important, so that's and yeah, and that's happening right now. So now we're in person. We've been in person for like two months. I want to say now. it's been about two months. Um, October was really brutal because they kept like it was back and forth forever, you know., um, and they also did this really cool fun thing where they decided to have us um, go from having two teachers in person to one, which is me. So um, one of my teachers, the other teacher is remote, and I'm in person. Um. Because families had the, um, just to give some context, uh,
0: families had the option, if they wanted to send their kids in person, they could, but they also had the right to say, no, yep. um, I would rather my child do remote learning, and so therefore there needed to be accommodations for both the in-person and the remote. Yes. And so they do, the kids that do the in-person learning, they do it for
1: part of the day, Yes, half the day. Two and a half hours there in school. Um, it's basically 8:40, no, 8.15 to 10.45. Um, and it's been going really well. Obviously, I'm not thrilled because I don't want to get COVID because I want to be able to see my family. Like, I got tested before even, like, break, you know, because right. I don't I, – otherwise, I if, I if I was positive or if I didn't, then I don't know if I would have spent Christmas with you guys. Like, that's – Well, and we like, all got
0: tested because, you know – some of the kids that you teach, you know, they may be more susceptible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you take all of
1: that, as we all do, very seriously. Very seriously. I am, like, I'm not, because I, like, not only do I not want, like, I don't, I don't want to obviously spread it to my students. Like, I don't want any of this, like, I I can't. Um, I care about them a lot. And, um, but also, like. My sick days, like I think about that too. Like not that, that that feels like such like a dumb thing to be focused on, but like well another no other teachers have to really use their sick days. And like if right. I get it then I have like if I have to quarantine, then I use like my own sick days, you know? Like Which so I if think I get is it from someone else.
0: Fascinating. That the teachers that are all like the gen Ed teachers that are all working from home, yeah, they can probably power through a cold or whatever it is, exactly. they don't have to use
1: their sick days. But because you're in person and like if you're I, going to have Yeah, to like them. if I have an attestation, like if I just have a cough, then I can't go in. And that has to be like a sick day.
0: Well, and the other thing that's fascinating again, and this is like the mother thing. If someday you decide that you want to start a family, you get a certain amount of time off,
1: you don't really get maternity leave.
0: Right. Well, but this is what I'm getting to. Yeah. And then what happens is you can bank time. And this is fascinating to me. Like, you know, you need to be thinking about, you know, family planning at a point when you're not ready to family plan. Not at all, no. And yet you have to anticipate that someday maybe I'm going to want to do this and I want to bank the time or people that get sick that you can
1: donate. Yes. Time off. Yeah. Like I've had to we've had a couple people like that have had major surgeries or like cancer, you know, like have had to send out all staff emails like asking for help, like for sick leave so they could do what mm-hmm. they need to do, you know? Like that's horrible. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's really crazy. It's that's sad to me. But um but yeah, so but I'm happy to see my kids. I'm like happy generally to be in person. It's it's better. It's just scary. Like I just don't love the fact that, you know. I mean, the school shut down, right, last week.
0: So, is it um is it easier on your personal pocketbook? Because I know that the things that um, first of all, you did something that was genius that every teacher should do. Uh, you put on your Instagram stories, um, your personal Instagram stories that hey, by the way, for those of you out there that maybe want to support a teacher if you don't know one you know me um and you know you had a wish list and and people sent you things you were so excited and so um so stoked about the things that you got and you know people need to do that because teachers do spend their own money um and you know we try to give you a um like a back to school amount that you can spend on things and um So how has that been this year?
1: Um, It's been okay. Um, The problem is we, every student has to have like their own materials. Um, So we've gone through our budget pretty quickly. (laughs) Um, So we've been trying to like ask other departments like an other, like, like, please find stuff for us. But I've had to spend a lot of my own money because we need like, Twelve sets of things, whereas we would normally need like two, you know, like one per classroom. Right. But now, like, I need, like, if I have to get markers, I have to get like twelve of them. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's, it's so we still need really
0: Spark bad. Pizza. <laughs> we just found a reason why they can sponsor you. Yeah. Because they need Help to spark teach kids. <laughs> education, right, there you and go. spark ideas. Yeah. So okay. that's tough. Maybe what I'll do is I'll put on my instagram page um follow it everybody it's um d-a-m-t-t show and maybe i'll put your venmo and people can if they want to feel good i mean who doesn't want to assuage some guilt that they're having (laughs) yeah right (laughs) right so okay so anything else that you want to share with people before we switch conversations um you know like this is your moment this is this is your
1: Yeah. I mean, just if you know any teachers, whether like your child has a teacher, whether your family member is a teacher, a friend, anybody, just reach out to them and honestly ask them if they're doing okay. Like just check in with them on their mental health and um, see if there's anything you can do to help them. Like for me, it could be like like money, you know, whatever for my students. Um, But this is really hard on a lot of people. um, But doing this, Like, I feel like I'm not, like, we, hopefully, as a teacher, you do this for the kids, and it's really, really hard to reach kids right now, so we're all feeling really sad about that. So, Mm -hmm. just reach out to your teachers, you know.
0: Great advice. Thank you. Shout out to all the teachers. Woo. Okay. Now, let's switch gears. All right. Holidays. Love them. Love them. (laughs) So, we celebrate Christmas. And uh, we
1: have so many different traditions. What are your favorite traditions? Well, I actually was, I was talking to my friend the other day and I was like, yeah, we do this and this and this and this. Like I was like saying all the things we do and I was like, wait a second, Christmas is like a really big deal for us. (laughs) Like, and I didn't like realize it. I don't know. Like I thought it was like maybe normal. But like a lot of people I talked to are like, oh yeah, you know, we get together and then we go home, you know, whatever. And I'm like, It's like a a (laughs) three-day (laughs) thing. So much stuff. Like decorating the tree, you know, big tradition. Um, Well, and Dad does the lights. Yeah. And then typically it's just
0: worked out that everybody's generally been able to be around. I mean, somebody might come home late or whatever. um, But for the most part, everybody's there and there's Christmas music on. And then Will puts all of his ornaments up of himself, which he did again this year. Of course he did. And so they're all the ornaments that he made when he was in preschool and they're all like And they're all just
1: enormous pictures of his face. It's, <laughs> ridiculous. it's ridiculous. Anyway, so yes, so that sort of kicks things off. Yep. And then um there's a tradition of going to get the food for um New Year's Eve. New Year's
0: Eve. Christmas Eve, Thank yeah. Thank you. So normally we go to Pike Place Market. Yep. But this year we're actually supporting local stores. Love that, and so we're I not going it's pretty local. It though. is local, but we're like right within our community. Like, okay. let's see what we can do to support our local fishmongers. So, um, so that's going to be a little bit of a switch this year. Yes. Okay. So you're right. The kids usually do that, and then very often we put together bags of items that you kids used to pick a homeless person and. Give them a bag that was full of whatever,
1: yep. um, different things, and then Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, uh, and that honestly, I was thinking about this the other day, and um, I was like, that is like a deal breaker for me. Like, we, <laughs> if I, if I ever get married, <laughs> then <laughs> <laughs> part of the contract negotiations, <laughs> yes, is Christmas Eve. We do what I want to do. Like, this is what I want to do. And then, like, Christmas Day, like, fine. We can switch up it up a little bit. But, like, Christmas Eve, like, you have to do this. I'm sorry. I, I'm i actually not sorry. You <laughs> have to do
0: this. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm down. So what we do is we do the Feast of the Seven Fish. So just like in any, as we're learning in Annie's contract negotiations with <laughs> potentially her future spouse, right? with any coming together of families there is that delicate balance of you know the traditions that you have in each of your families and in my tradition with my family I don't remember Christmas Eve being a really big deal
1: um not really for people no and but maybe you make cookies and like decorate stuff you know I don't know I think we were sent to bed (laughs) all right fair (laughs) no I mean I
0: I just don't remember it being a big thing and then um Christmas morning you know the the tradition was waiting for dad to get up and shower and have his coffee and all that Um, and then we all got dressed and we sat and we looked at our new art books and played with our toys and whatever Um, and had a really nice dinner I mean it was lovely and it was calm. Pete's family dad's family Christmas Eve feasted the seven fish. It's an Italian thing
1: Yeah. so explain it. So we basically eat like literally seven different types of fish um, throughout the course of the day. You could I guess shove it into like lunch and dinner. But we, I really like that we started doing it for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I think that was genius um, because then we only have like six fish versus like seven, like <laughs> smushed into like noon to like right. eight. Like we need like the turducken fish yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> like it's pretty crazy. So um, we, I've liked that we've started with like smoked salmon on bagels. Mm-hmm. I think that's lovely. It's a great way to start the day. Um, Very civilized. Yes. And um, our biggest things that, like, have not changed as far as, like... East Coast, West Coast. Yeah. It's, like, fried calamari, um Dad makes. And Grace likes to clean
0: the calamari oh, and have all yeah. the ink stuff come out. She's and,
1: disgusting. And I, <laughs> okay. She's not disgusting. <laughs> I have a right, feeling sorry. you're going to have to deal with that later. But she's probably not listening, so it's fine. She knows that despite her disgustingness, I love her. Okay. So it's fine. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so... I don't even know where I was. Oh, fried calamari. Yep. Bacala. So salted fried cod. Salted cod. And it's like battered and fried. Yep. Which also dad does. Yep. Um, oh, dad does it all. Dad does it all. Let's <laughs> be real. Maybe I'll try to convince him to let me do something this year, you, you know? <laughs> um, so that um, we always do pasta with anchovy sauce. Always. Always. Classic. With like a, um, angel hair pasta. Oh, Yep. And for all the people
0: that are saying, I don't like anchovies. No. Okay. They dissolve into the sauce and it's just like
1: almost like a salty red sauce. Yes. It's It's like a, yeah, it's like, it would be like if you had like a seafood pasta, but you took out all of the seafood and just had like the red sauce. You know, it's like just has like a little leftover, like salty, like kind of like, is this the ocean? Kind of (laughs) taste. It doesn't really, (laughs) but it's the Mediterranean Sea. Yeah, right. right. (laughs) So anyway, yeah. So that's, um, Shrimp we usually have because it's some easier. variation. And then it's funny, like east coast to west coast, it was
0: kind of like um like salmon. There's a difference between Atlantic and Pacific salmon. Yeah. And then um clams we've done on the east coast. Out here we'll do um crab cakes. Yeah. Or like king crab. Um
1: dad Which dad had the great idea of um air frying crab cakes this year. That's So that they're less like greasy, they don't they Stay together.
0: I just had latkes that um, what... Brenda made and they were done in the air fryer
1: and they were so good. That's how he came up with the idea. He was like, if she could do that, then we could do the crab cake. Oh my so gosh. There you go. That's what's happening. That's, uh, by the way, that's Brenda of Brenda
0: Morris Real Estate, for oh. those of you that listen. <laughs> like, I literally am friends with her. Um, so, the other one that we do uh, that we've done is muscles. Oh, yeah. That was, that was good. actually pretty good, yeah. Right? It was a Thai thing. Yeah. You know what tradition I forgot to mention, though? Bush to Noel. Oh, my gosh. Have we done that this year? Not yet. The 23rd. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't tell you? No. Oh. Hey, the 23rd we're doing uh, Bush to Noel. Oh. So cool. it's normally on the 22nd or the 23rd. It is something that started because Will has a big mouth, and in fifth grade, <laughs> the kids were doing all of their family traditions, and we brought in bacala, but, um, which is the salted cod. And they were the kids were putting together these little yule logs or Bush to Noel and they were using like a little yodel and whatever. And Will said in earshot of friends, um, oh, like my mom makes these and we have them for Christmas. And not true, but he wouldn't have known that. I have friends that are pastry chefs and I used to get them. So (laughs) not quite making it. But the friends, moms, heard and they were like, we want to learn how to do this. And so now Will is now in whatever grade, is a senior in college from fifth grade. Um, We Every year we do Bush to Noel. And the first year I totally lied and I was like, oh yeah, I totally do this and did not and quickly learned how to do it. And now ever since then we get together and uh, we do the innards and I make meringue mushrooms and we put together a Bush to Noel. So it's super, super fun. Anyway. Looking forward to it. Okay. So now back to Christmas Eve. So we do all of our pastas and all that kind of good stuff. Yep. Then typically we would go to midnight mass when we could go to church. And mom, that's me, always had to randomly like, oh, let me just use the restroom or something. And miraculously Santa showed up with pajamas. Amazing. And they were all wrapped in a different wrapping paper.
1: Yes. And that wrapping paper corresponds to what presents are under the tree for you in the morning. So we always saved like a little piece of the wrapping paper so we could be like, okay, mine is the green one with dogs on it. Even though they were never similar, we all just kept it just in case, you know, we forgot Mm. somehow.
0: well, you were all, like, clutching it in the morning. Yeah, we like... were like, which
1: one is mine? <laughs>
0: exactly. I'm getting into Willy Wonka's factory. <laughs> yeah, it was it. like a ticket. I uh, don't know. Huh?
1: Yeah. Well, in
0: so. that way, Santa didn't have to worry about his handwriting.
1: That is pretty smart.
0: Um, you know, I'm just saying. That's I had to think about these things. I like it. Um, you know, with Santa. So, okay. Did I miss anything from Christmas Eve?
1: Uh, No. Dad cookies, reads. Cookies out. Yep. Cookies out. And Dad reads... Um. Christmas story I know like
0: to this day yeah that's the best and so then everybody goes off to bed yep and then in the morning oh well we make monkey bread at night too oh that's right and so now will and Annie actually um are terrific bread makers and so they make the dough and we make monkey bread and it can then sit overnight so that in the morning start up the oven and typically when we wake up Dad and I have a tradition where we always say, "Hold on, we have to see if Santa came." And so we go downstairs first and make sure that Santa came, and uh, run interference, and start the oven, and do that, and then you guys come down,
1: and we do stockings. Oh, which is better, stockings or gifts? I don't know. I like the organizing of stockings because I like taking it out, and like <laughs> I take forever to open. It. <laughs> So, if
0: we're going to equate it to, like, the cats eating food, so, like, <laughs> Cole basically opens his jaw and, like, shoves all the food in, right? Yep. So, that is kind of, like, Charlie. Yeah. And then there's Finn, who, well, and then there's Percy, who eats pretty darn fast, but, like, you know. But like, looks at his food a little bit. Like, barely. Um, but, yes. And so, that's probably... Grace and Will. Yep. And then there's Finn. And Finn is like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think I taste a hint of
1: the ocean in this meal. He and- likes to savor things. Yes. And that's I you. like to savor things. Yes. So I really like the stockings because I like to like open it and look at everything and like try something out or like put something on, you know, whatever. So I like it. And it's also really exciting to see, like, an exploding stocking, basically. Like, it's, like, exploding out of it, you know? Yes. Kind of just melting out of the stocking. Yes.
0: Yes. And I like checking to see that Santa, in fact, ate the cookies from the cookie plate. Yep. And Santa is a slob and always seems to leave powdered sugar everywhere. So (laughs) that's annoying. That's always fun. But, you know, he's in a hurry.
1: Um, Okay. So then we shift And we go into the other room, and usually we open, I don't know, we've kind of switched, we've kind of flip-flopped a little bit, but we usually open Santa gifts first. Okay. Right? Are there is
0: well, so here's an interesting debate among people. The Santa gifts, and then there's obviously gifts from, like, mom and dad. You guys really are given primarily Santa gifts. And typically, we give you, especially as you got older, money. Yes. Because you guys basically really want cold hard cash. Um, And so there's the Santa gift thing, and then there's the mom and dad. Right. And then it's all the family and extended family and that kind of thing. And each other. And each other. Which I used to know what you guys were all (laughs) getting each other. And, you know, I have, like, my little notebook where I, like, write down everything, and I, you know, keep track of Who's doing what?
1: And it's throwing me off not to know. Well, that's because we asked you, or at least I asked you. I was like, help. I don't know what to get anybody. And you just, like, didn't really respond to me. So I was like, fine. Well, you asked me in, like, October. (laughs) All right. Here's why. (laughs) (laughs) I asked you in October because I panicked. Because I was like, I saw an article about, like, the mail. And I was like, It was like things aren't gonna come before Christmas. Like if you so you gotta start shopping now and like all the ads, which was probably meant to make everybody panic. Like, you know, if I like went online, it was like order quick because it won't come for Christmas. And And you're a sucker for panic. And I'm a sucker for panic, of course. (laughs) So I was like, Oh, cool, love that. Gonna panic. And so I literally had everybody's gifts like well before Thanksgiving. Right. Meanwhile, I'm like Huh? Yeah. So
0: you're right, I was not helpful. And it's throwing me off because packages are arriving at the house and I'm assuming that they're for me. And then there turns out they're for someone else and I don't know what's happening. And I'm going back to that time in childhood where I'm like, I want to know, want to know, I want to know what everybody got for everybody. But I'm going to have a lot of surprises this year. Yeah. Because I don't know what Charlie got for anyone. I don't know it like you're all independent adults. Yeah. It's exciting. I mean, yes, yes, and also no. (laughs) So then, okay, so now we've opened the presents. There's stuff everywhere. Coffee is being had. Monkey bread is being eaten. Yep.
1: They usually watch a movie or take a nap or both. Yes.
0: Always, it's a wonderful life. Yep. So there is, I think there's like the Hallmark Channel's like, you know, 25 Days of Christmas and Netflix does something like that and all these stations do it. And um, so... The fam has been watching a lot of holiday movies. In fact, um, something that I think Grace started it at the beginning of the pandemic, we took our sliding doors that lead out to our patio and we used that chalk that you can use to write on glass. And we had um, quarantine quotes, funny things that were said during the pandemic. And then we had the other door was full of quarantinement. And so things to do and watch and see during the quarantine. And so we went through that list. And then we now have the holiday version up. And so all the typical movies and um, that's been super fun. But dad's thing is he has to see um, George lose his ish. And, you know, I heard that um, Pete Davidson is actually doing, um, was playing the part of George Potter, um, in a table read. Oh. And it was very funny when he talked about it. He talked about how everybody's really upset. And he said, I could see if I was being cast as that, like, um, but his comment was typically self-deprecating. He said, um, but I mean, really is that so bad? I'm so pale. I look like I could be in an old black and white movie (laughs) and who else to play like a depressed suicidal guy. Than a depressed suicidal guy. All so, right, fair. <laughs> but I also like Pete Davidson a lot. Yeah, he's funny. And so people need to, um, you know, not give him a hard time. Yeah, let him let him do his thing. Okay.
1: So then, what food traditions do we have for um, Christmas Day? I feel like we used to eat something for lunch, um, but now we kind of just eat leftovers, snacks. Yep. Um, because we have a lot of food from the day previous, and then um dinner we have like steak party potatoes party potatoes so exciting those are mom's recipe love them they're like the best um thanks mimi so (laughs) um party potatoes and then some kind of vegetable and then um then we have our cake and what do we
0: do before we have the cake
1: we sing Sing happy happy birthday birthday.
0: (laughs) we sing happy birthday to jesus of course when i was growing up we always had a cake and we sang happy birthday to Jesus. That's fun. It is yeah. fun. Um, we've waited a long time for him to blow out the candles, however. Yes. <laughs> so I don't even think we ever put candles on it. Well, because we waited so long. Yeah, that, right. You know, it was like, Well, there goes that. Um Yeah, it's super fun. And I love the fact that when we send out the text every year, like, Okay, what cookies do you want? You know, there's just certain ones that everybody has to have. Peanut blossoms and the yep. nut butter balls and gingerbread. That's the other tradition we have. Oh, decorating gingerbread men. And it's the boys that do it. Yeah. And so typically the girls decorate the butter cookies that I make. Yep. And the guys like doing the gingerbread because it just requires a piping bag and one kind of icing.
1: Well, actually, they've gotten very creative over the years. They've, there's some really good ones. There's a lot of boxer shorts a and boxer shorts. jerseys. and A lot of jokes about other people. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like, they'll make us, like, wearing, like, stupid things and be like, this is Annie wearing her dumb thing, you know, whatever. Of an apron and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun, though. It is fun. <laughs> so, okay,
0: we're starting to run out of time here, but I love the fact that you all, all of you kids love the traditions, and I love having you on this particular show because you are all about those traditions. I love traditions. And it's so great because you've taught me so much about moving forward and learning new things and that kind of thing, but you also have one foot firmly in traditions and family and that whole vibe, and it, you are this amazing melding of both you know people talk about how America's a great melting pot but you can put two things in a pan together and they really don't stir together until you mix them up and you're yeah. really good at mixing things up thank you you're welcome Appreciate so it. anyway thank you for joining me thanks for having me thank you to eric as usual thank you. thank you to everyone that's been listening and merry merry christmas and next time my brother peter is on the show Yeah. (laughs) Bye, everyone.